So before before we get started with the interview, um, I just wanted to give like a quick introduction into what Roots Journal is, what we're trying to do here. Um, basically, it's a publication and platform that's all about heritage, identity, culture, the conversations around those things. And, you know, growing up, I always noticed that the conversations I was having with my friends about my identity and my culture and heritage were all um, not really widely available. They were all very personal and they were all um, very intrinsic to my identity and myself. And I think it's really important to have these kind of conversations and it's, it's really important to to explore what culture means to you, what home means to you, how you, you know, where you're from informs your identity. Um, so that's the that's the general idea behind Roots. And um, it is it is in a British context, but it's also about having conversations with people around the world, like Lena. And I'm going to add Lena now. Okay, it's waiting for Lena. Hello. How are you? I'm good, and you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. What have you been up to? Um, I was just listening to the introduction on Roots. Okay. Is there anything that you think I should add? Because obviously Lena's the producer at Roots as well. So is there anything that you want to add? I just wanted to say that I think Ruth is a good occasion for everyone to actually talk about where they're from, um, why they think they're from there. So I think it's mm. a good way, you know, to justify your identity. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, so let's let's get straight into the interview. Um, just introduce yourself, where you're from and like where you are at the minute. Of course. Uh, hi, Ruth Journal. Uh, my name is Lina. I'm from Morocco, but I study in the UK in Nottingham. And today we're going to talk about culture, identity, and how it defines uh, yourself. Okay, awesome. Um, so how would you define home? Um, <laughs> I think home for me is where I grew up. Um, yeah. But also I would say where my parents are from um it was always you know a sort of challenge to define where i'm from uh, especially since i'm in england but i mm. think home for me is where i grew up and where my parents are from definitely yeah. and so what does like what what are the things that make up home for you then um I would say being in a comfort zone. So every time I go back home, it never changes. You know, it's always the same. Mm. Uh, I always feel like it's really stable there. Whereas, for example, when I go back to Nottingham to study, I feel like it always changes. Um, the people are different. The atmosphere is different. But I would say that in Morocco, it never changes. So maybe that's mm. why I consider it as home. Yeah, it's like things that are familiar to you. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. And so do you think 
I mean, obviously not in your case, but do you think that home can exist separately to your heritage? Do you think you can find somewhere you can call home away from your heritage? I think if I was born, for example, in Europe and with Moroccan parents, for example, yes, mm. I would say that in that case, you know, I would have maybe have two uh, sort of cultures. So one one you know heritage from my parents and one from the place where I grew up so in that yeah. case for example um yeah. yes I think it's possible okay awesome um and can you give some examples of your culture so things that are like they define your culture they represent your culture okay uh I think there are lots uh I'll try mm. to give the main ones uh, I think music uh, is really important mm -hmm. in Morocco. You know, there are like different regions and every region has its type of music. In yeah. weddings as well, it's really important. Um, I I personally think that music is really important. Uh, there is another thing uh, that I really like about Morocco. It's the smells. Like there are lots of smells. Exactly I think it's the mean. same in Turkey. Yeah. Um, for example, you know, when you go to markets, there, are, there there's, you know, like this the mix spices, of spices, yeah. Yeah, spices yeah. Yes, definitely. No, I think I like music are really important. Um, yeah. And then obviously the food, uh, but I would say this is more traditional than cultural. Mm. Um, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting how kind of, we, we've spoken about this before but it's really interesting the influence um of like arab culture has had kind of around the world and you know there's there's certain words and things that we both have in common like with my turkish heritage and your moroccan heritage that are like so similar but they're so far away you know it's it's crazy exactly. we're so like far away but we are so similar especially in terms of you know, mentality, like, we really yeah, care about yeah, yeah. we're really, we're very welcoming and all this, and I feel like that's why, you know, when you go abroad, you get close to the people that look like you, um, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for example, you know, as soon as we met, you know, we, we became really yeah. close. Maybe in a certain way, you know, home can be through people as well, um, yeah, through people that, that you can find home. Definitely, no, definitely. Um, okay, and what is your favorite and your least favorite part of your culture? What would you change and what would you? Okay, I've talked with you forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my least favorite one is the fact that, well, especially in my city, people think a lot about what other people think of them. Like they're really focused yeah. on their appearance. Whereas, you know, in other cultures, well, for example, the British culture, it's not really a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's my least favorite one. Uh, but my favorite aspect of the culture is that people are really, really, really warm. Like they always want to help you, even if they don't mm -hmm. know you. They always want to, you know, like take care of you and I don't know they consider you as family even though they don't know you yeah so yeah, I think like a big part of it 
yeah it's like we have so many aunties that we're not related <laughs> to but it's it may as well be of like of auntie by blood you know yeah, exactly or like your friend's parents yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um and i think the kind of that's that's what's really similar between like our cultures but also arabic culture is the these kind of really widely kind of recognized traditions so we always have like that really judgmental auntie and the auntie that will always remind you that you've put on weight and <laughs> like the auntie that you know we've, we've got them all and I think that's what that's why you find such a community with people that are not even the same culture but just from similar cultures and it resonates and you know you build community through them I think and you find home in them as well I guess exactly yeah. do you I mean if I can ask you back the, the same question yeah, of course. would you say that home well in general do you think that home for you is England or Turkey or Jamaica like if you had uh, if you had <laughs> That is that is a that is very um yeah. yeah that's a really interesting question I don't know I think I'm still figuring that out but there are like you know obviously I grew up here and like um, I'm used to the culture here as well like I'm used to the kind of traditions that we have in the UK but also there's a lot in the UK that I don't get and there's a lot that you know certain mentalities and certain attitudes that are a lot stronger from my heritage than they are from here so for example like when I was younger I'd go to um, like a white friend's house and you know, the food, I would, I would kind of be very, like, shocked by the kind of food that they eat, or the kind of, um, the portions, because in Turkey, you yeah. eat, you, you're force-fed until you, like, can't eat anymore, that's, and that's, like, courteous, that's, like, being polite, mm -hmm. so there's all these little, like, really nuanced experiences that are, there's always the kind of uh, an arm's length with the UK. So that's the yeah. thing that doesn't always click with me. But obviously I'm from here, so I can't not say that I'm in touch with the heritage. But in terms of like Turkey and Jamaica, in so many ways they feel like home as well. But in so many ways they don't, because even when you go there, you, you're still seen as, as English or as... Um, you know, I I could be white passing, um, so I could be seen as, you know, just a white kind of British person visiting Jamaica, for example. So it's, that's a really hard question. I don't know. It's hard. But <laughs> yeah, I, know. I do not know the answer. It's hard. Um, yeah. So what, let's talk about like when you first kind of came to the UK and you experienced English culture and, and British culture, what was that like for you? Even though it was in a uni context and it was in London where it's really diverse and there was still, you know, English traditions that you come across, I'm sure. Um, 
Um, be honest. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, I think the first thing I noticed, even though it's a bad thing, but the first thing I noticed is that people are really cold. Um, you know, <laughs> when I just arrived, I, I remember I just met this girl, like she was really nice and, you know, we were friends. So I hugged her. Yeah. She was like, oh, you come to that here. And I was really confused. Whoa. I was like, but why? Like we were friends. And she told me like, oh, but we're not like really touchy and stuff in the UK. I was like, okay. And it made me laugh See, because that's... at home it's the opposite. <laughs> like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, like, I know. I was like so confused. Or like, for example, do you know, I noticed like, well, this is when I went to Nottingham, not in London. But people, yeah. they ask, they are very confused like about the MENA region like they they don't know like they think Morocco is in the Middle East for example um yeah which is fine yeah. I guess but there are ways to ask you know yeah um, I guess culturally it's more it is associated with the Middle East and Middle Eastern culture in some ways yes that's true but it's you cannot like you know put us all in the same yeah. world like, yeah, yeah yeah for sure um but another thing that I really liked about England is that, you know, yeah. people don't pay attention about, you know, like stuff, for example, I don't know, uh, your accent, um, mm. you know, they don't really care about all those things that, for example, I know that in other countries, I'm not going to say which ones, but people don't really appreciate you having like an accent yeah. or, you know, English not being your first language, like they don't really care. And they're more going to be like, oh, this is so cool. Like what other languages can you speak, you know? yeah so that's something i really like in england yeah so was the experience different in in nottingham then with your accent compared to london are you getting like loads of questions and um you know (laughs) there is like there's something really um intriguing that i talked to you about is that um Mm. you know when you said you passed as white um I think compared to other friends of mine who are in England, mm-hmm. I would say I was more lucky, um, even though it's really sad. But for example, I maybe, you know, I got more questions than some other people. Um, mm. They didn't ask for too many details. Not in London. I'm just talking about Nottingham. Um, yeah. So, yes, I would say that in some way, yeah, it was different. But at the same time, because I have already this sort of, you know, unfair luck. Um, mm. I would say people ask me less questions, uh, which is mm. really sad, but it's just the truth. So yeah, no, for, I mean in in London, it's it's in London anywhere, <laughs> anyway. So it's not like if you went to kind of up north somewhere <laughs> in like a, a village, it would be a different experience. I can imagine. That's but, different. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And okay, so what about when you were growing up and now? Like, do you do you have a different kind of attitude or appreciation towards your culture, or do you like how has that evolved your attitude kind of to your heritage and your culture? Because like for me, there was I spent a lot of time because I went to like predominantly white schools and predominantly white areas. I spent a lot of time kind of hiding parts of my culture so when my mum gave me like um kind of Turkish food for lunch I wouldn't eat it like I'd hide it under the table because it was 
you know, not smelly, but it had a smell. Yeah. Um, and that attracted attention. I was like, oh, no, I, I need to hide that. But now I would, like, share it, you know. How has that changed for you? Um, I think, well, it's not as um, deep as yours, I would say, because I grew up in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, no, of course. To be honest with you, um, I started thinking about my culture more when I was in the UK than in Morocco. And I guess that's mm. just because you know, I met a lot of people from the Middle East, uh, people you know, from different countries that were actually linked to mine. Uh, for example, you know, mm. I was meeting people from well, African countries and people from the Middle East and you know, people from Europe as well. But I was just... Yeah really confused I would say because I was thinking it's weird because I don't think that I'm close to any of them so it was really confusing for me but at the end of the day I would say that the more you try to understand your culture and the more you feel like it's yours you know the more you accept Mm. it and the more you start understanding like why it is like that what are the like, why is my culture like that, you know? Um, but I think uh, when I arrived in England, I was just, I was just thinking, why, why am I, why am I so confused? I couldn't understand my culture anymore. And I was like, so confused. I thought that I wasn't feeling Moroccan, but at the same time, I wasn't feeling European neither. But it was just really weird. Um, mm. But I think, you know, well, for, for example, when I met you, and we started talking about that, it really helped me. So I think talking about mm-hmm. it is important. We shouldn't, yeah. you know, keep that for ourselves. It's such an important subject, so... No, definitely. And that's part of the reason why, you know, Roots exists. It's all exactly. about, you know, having conversations around it and being really prideful about where you're from and, and your culture and heritage and everything. Exactly. But um, just to ask you the question back, sorry. Yeah. Uh, just know about your childhood. Yeah. Do you think it would have been different, just for example, if you were in another school with maybe other people, maybe um, international students, or do you think it's more about family? Yeah, like, I mean, what do you think? I think definitely. I think definitely it would have been different because I remember one time, right, um, this isn't related to my lunch, but there was this, there was this kid in my class and he had a turkey sandwich, right? And I remember he called me from like across the this must have been like year three or something. He called me from across the okay. classroom and he was like, Oh, oh Adri, because they call me Adri then. Um hey, oh, Adri, I'm eating your country. And I was like, What? What? I was like, That's so like he was obviously having a turkey sandwich, but it's like what are you trying to make a joke but it's not funny man (laughs) yeah it was it was just straight and that was the first like it's not deep obviously but that was the first time that as a kid I was like okay so this makes me um quite different to the rest of my peers you know but I think I can't remember your question what did you ask (laughs) no the question was do you think it could have been different Oh, um, yeah. If you were in another school, in maybe with area. more international students, maybe with more POC. Um, yeah. Ch- children, literally. Um, definitely. I think definitely. I think 
because the only times I experienced my Turkish culture was with like family friends or in Turkey with my Turkish family and the only places I really experienced Jamaican culture was with my family on my dad's side so if if I had had those experience kind of separate from family then I think it would have been yeah I, I would have probably developed like pride for where I'm from a lot quicker and a lot um bigger if that makes sense like no, I have more sense. pride <laughs> makes but sense. um definitely like I think there's areas in in like I think London's the only place where you could ever really experience that in the UK like there's places in North London that have huge Turkish communities and there's equally places in South London that have huge Caribbean communities so I think you know wherever I grew up it would have been completely different but um yeah. it is what it is <laughs> you it. um yeah so I just wanted to ask you a question about roots what are your yeah. projects here and what do you want to do with roots like what are your main goals basically Yeah, I mean, you're on the team, so... Yeah, as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, it's it's about creating more conversation and creating spaces where people can celebrate where they're from. And that's something that is pretty hard when you grow up away from where you're from, like, yeah. really from, as some people like, might ask you. Um, <laughs> like, ethnicity background, basically, Yes, yeah yes. yeah basically but I think it's you know these kind of conversations are really necessary and I think they were really necessary to me when I was growing up and I can see them being necessary to other people who are growing up um yeah. but in terms of plans so we're working towards an issue in print So as soon as we can get back to kind of shooting and, and interviewing people in person <laughs> that yes. will that will happen um because it will it will be mostly kind of um visual because that's like what I I'm used to working with and then um but just yeah and then we've got our roots educating series which will be coming out and it's it's basically like um like little kind of TED talks or little kind of nuggets of uh information that people need to hear about or even lessons that we didn't get taught in school that weren't on the curriculum you know um yes. that kind of thing it's very varied right now it's like a it's a it's a baby project at the minute but there's a lot of things that are kind of ongoing and the things that you guys should stay tuned in for yes you should guys yeah. <laughs> you should also <laughs> literally oh, okay you. cool i'm gonna Oh, yeah, thank so, you. These talks are absolutely necessary, yes. so great. Yes, we've got an interview with Yara coming out soon, hopefully. Yes, um, yes, look okay. forward. So the next topic is, like, your identity and self. So did you ever experience difficulty in finding yourself or finding kind of who you are when you're kind of growing up and in, in between, like, Western cultures? Uh, it's a really good question. Um, you know, earlier we talked about, you know, this sort of cultural crisis, 
I would call it like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. I think when I was growing up, I wasn't really thinking about that, if that makes sense. So, you know, it mm-hmm. was, it, it was not, well, it's, it's bad, obviously, but it was not as important as right now. Um, and I think it's because when you grow up, you know, you have this really naive mind and you don't really think about, you yeah. know, the sort of, borders um between you and yourself and other people um i I would say it started maybe at 18 17 or 18 Mm -hmm. you know um started asking questions that's like uni yeah uni literally uni time yeah Uh, but i was thinking you know maybe what if i stayed in morocco you know maybe it wouldn't have been as deep as it became Mm -hmm. in england you know maybe i I wouldn't, I wouldn't have asked myself all those questions. I don't know. Maybe it would have been, you know, totally different experience um, mm. concerning culture, at least. Um, How so? I think if I was in Morocco, maybe, you know, there would have been more people like that are similar to myself. So maybe I wouldn't have mm. asked myself questions as much as when I, you know, met you or maybe met my other friends like Mary, Umeira, etc. Um, and obviously when you meet people from different backgrounds and you're similar to them, I don't know, it's just so impressive and so interesting and I just love yeah. it so much. So I'm really grateful to study in England, honestly. Mm. It's also interesting when you see people who, or you meet people who are like really kind of... Um, proud of their identity or really like embody their their heritage um yeah. in a way that you might not have seen before or in, or in a way that you might not do yourself and then you're kind of like oh like should um should I question the way I embody my culture and it's it is really interesting that meeting people like that creates those kind of questions in your mind that's true and exactly thanks to those people thanks to those people you know you ask questions to yourself and then yeah you start realizing certain you know things uh mm. but maybe when you are you know in the same you know society since i don't know you were born maybe mm. you're so used to it that you don't even realize that you should ask questions to yourself um yeah. i'm not talking about being open-minded or anything like that but more you know about this whole cultural aspect um of our personalities Mm. i think in many ways like when you when you kind of well for myself in the uk you learn to assimilate to white culture and even if it's you know certain traditions that you may not be used to you kind of adapt and that becomes your way of life as well as the way of life that you have with the places that you're from um Again, how was, I've kind of asked you this, but how has your heritage, <laughs> like, informed your identity as well? Uh, sorry, how was? How has your heritage informed, kind of, the person you've become as well? Um, <laughs> I think this is just the personal point of view, you know, but mm-hmm. I think that your heritage definitely shapes your personality um, Mm. in different ways, obviously, but 
for example, you know, let's say, for example, you are from Turkey, like half, you're half Turkish and I'm from Morocco. And obviously we have similar cultures. And mm. for example, you and I, we're very, you know, I'm not saying that other, other cultures are not, but we are really Just welcome. Just say it. We're Just very say like it. open, you know. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I don't want to offend anyone. But um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I think it does shape your well, it kind of shapes your personality. Um, mm. But I guess it could also, you know, create some sort of barriers in a sense that, well, as you said earlier, um, you know, you were born in England, but your parents have, well, they don't have a British heritage, and mm. it's made you think, oh, actually like how can I shape my identity with those three cultures yeah so I think it does have an impact on your identity definitely um definitely. yeah I'm really grateful to talk to you about that <laughs> cool okay so that's that's kind of all my questions but I think we should talk about how about religion <laughs> Yeah. So, like, how, how kind of has religion informed who you are? Because obviously, in both Morocco and and Turkey, they're they're very Muslim countries. Yeah. So, how has that, especially being in a Western context, like living wise now, how is that either a challenge or how how does <laughs> how does that work for you? Um. It could be a challenge when you want to, you know, explain your own ideas. And, you know, mm -hmm. there are some people that are stubborn and will stay stubborn until, you know, forever. Um, and it's really hard, I think, personally, to talk to those, you know, people because they don't really mm -hmm. want to listen to you mm -hmm. and they have those ideas, but they, they don't really care about yours. I don't know if you had this, like, similar um, experience in Turkey, obviously. But that that's how I feel sometimes about certain type of people. Um, they don't really want to listen, you know, what point of Yeah, in Yes, back home. Yeah. No, yeah, it's... I don't know, I think it is interesting. Because for me, it's a, like a different kind of experience to you. So when I go back, it's... Um, a lot of the time I feel like I've missed out on something or I'm kind of catching up with um, like the trends in, in Turkey and stuff. So it is it is interesting. And being in the UK as well, I've kind of become quite distanced from my religion. You know, I grew up fasting on Ramadan and I grew up um, kind of praying with my mom and my grandma when I was in Turkey. But since I've kind of since around like 16 I've kind of kind of gradually gone away from religion and even though it has such a huge like influence on your culture especially when you're from these countries yes. it's it's interesting how you can still not be as religious but also experience all the different um kind of cultural influences if that makes sense yeah it does it does <laughs> Um, yeah. Yara's just said 
um, I feel with, with religion, it's one extreme to the other when comparing Western countries to Middle Eastern countries. That's so true. That is so true. I feel like, yeah, the cultural norms in like Turkey compared to the UK are like, wow. Yeah, it's like a bigger. It yeah. might be really well. It it might be like weird for you to go back to Turkey and realize how different it is every time you go back. It's really, mm. it's really weird. Uh, yeah, say, it's okay. like you're catching up. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, because you mm. do miss under religion and culture. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you do miss out, and it's. It's it's strange. It's like a, you know, it, it's a weird feeling to kind of have because you're, I don't know, it's like two different realities. You know, you're trying to catch up and you want to be part of the the culture, but also yeah. it's difficult to be when you're physically far from it. But maybe as we said earlier, you know, if, maybe in another word, if you were like in a high school um you know, as I said, with international students, for example, maybe mm. have had you some, somehow, I don't know how, but I guess like, mm. yeah, it could have, I feel like it could have. <laughs> yeah. Your resources are sad. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Basically, since I'm not sure yeah, so I feel like in the UK you're too religious amongst your Western atheist friends, but back home you're seen as a Kurdish. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, basically, yeah, basically. Cause, That's true, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely. Because, I mean, there's certain things with religion that when you go back home, you don't need to explain yourself or you don't need to explain certain traditions. Um, yes. but if you if you come into school like for me when I'd grow up I'd come into school fasting one day and everyone would be like tiptoeing around me and I'm like guys I'm okay like it's just it's just so difficult for them to understand these kind of concepts that are so like common for us you know that's why I think Roots Journal is so important because you know it's kind of educates everyone actually not just young people mm. you know even older people yeah not know. even water <laughs> that's so funny you know, it's always like that that is so funny <laughs> but, yeah. i'm happy that roots exist you know to open mm. our eyes on certain stuff <laughs> yeah no definitely shame i'm glad i'm glad we've started this finally because it's been ongoing for yes over a year and a half, which is like nuts. So for now, <laughs> we're gonna we're going to post more interviews and you know infographics. Yeah. yeah. So yes. Yeah. Oh, oh was, yeah. Yeah, I said. Um, focus yeah. on the girl like this. Thank you. Oh, I'm happy that our work, you know, appreciated. Um, um, I wanted to ask you another question. I was going to, I was going to say something else, but I can't remember. Um, you go ahead. That's <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm patient. Um, just, you know, 
when you were growing up because because we were talking about childhood etc mm. when you were growing up obviously i don't think you were asking questions about your cultural identity but what were you you know thinking about for example when you were hiding the food just as an example were you like yeah. about it or do you think it was more you know because you wanted to be like the others oh jake said something sorry western yeah. population i mean yes that foreign nations have everywhere in turkey is mm. yes exactly same That's in Morocco, so yeah you have you have like its own like eastern and western kind of um yes. cultures in turkey as well because turkey is a huge country so you have people there's certain areas that are a lot more religious really like strictly religious and conservative and then you've got like izmir where i'm from no, it's so is a lot more western yeah and it's a lot more um kind of open and liberal in, in many ways you know um like they have kind of a pride uh march and there's also one in istanbul but there's there's a lot kind of <clears throat> of pushback and stuff that yes. they go through yeah um jake's also said how do you navigate those assumptions with people say in the uk do people expect you to be something different um what do you think I think they just put you like they just sorry I don't mean you just in general um yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in on the same boat that's what I mean mm. like they they as Jake said they assume that it's you know homogeneous in that sense like in terms of mm. ethnicity um mm. aspect um definitely but yes just to go back to that question um Right. How do you think, how do you communicate the diversity of your heritage? You you have a diverse I mean, heritage. So I'm not gonna <laughs> Yeah, it's the thing is, it's I don't bring it up, you know. Like I don't I'm not like hi I'm Elida and I'm from da da like I don't I don't do that. It's usually it's really weird because it's one of the first few questions that someone will ask me because they can't like suss me out and it's like um I'm because I'm like they can't figure out where I'm from so they they need to know and they they have this like assumption that they need to know um so it's always that's how it's always been brought up and then you know I've I've had so many different responses to like the diversity of my heritage yeah like I've had people be like Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, do you think it, it, it's it's because of physical features? Like, for example, I have some 100%. Have... Okay. Because you, you can be from, I don't know, you can be from, I don't know, South America, for example, and look, you know, really mm. fair because like, there's a zone that has been colonized by Holland. So you have like a European heritage, even though it's really far away. But what I mean is, do you think it's, it's like a Like, you're do you frozen. think it's because of... Oh, can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> I don't know what's frozen. happening. I can hear you now. Hello? 
Oops. You just froze. Yes, can you what hear was me? The, what was the last question again? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I was saying, do you think them, in that case, sorry, do you think they are making assumptions because of your physical traits or do you think it's mm. more about your name? I don't know, like how, why do you think they're asking like that? Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I think like there's certain stereotypes and there's certain the visual is all that people have to go by sometimes and what people see in front of them especially with people that are more like prejudiced and stuff that they they go with that and run so it's I mean I've had people say oh but you're you're quite fair Um, and I've had people say, oh, well, your hair's not curly and this and that. And it's, I mean, there is no one way to look, <laughs> especially when you're mixed race, because it's like, you could be anything on like any, literally on any kind of scale. So it's 100% people make assumptions the same way. If you tell them you're Muslim, they'll make assumptions. So it's, that that's just the especially in the UK that's the way kind of people think and that's the way people kind of they just go off assumptions basically but it's it's really it's really strange and it's really kind of yeah it's okay. but do you think do you think it will change um because obviously we are working on roots but do you think the new generation will be more aware or do you think it won't change um hopefully hopefully I think that you know I went to one of the marches a few weeks ago and oh my god Yara don't kill me <laughs> Yara said I love how white people love telling people of color that they don't look where they're from or Arab in her case and she said like bitch what do you want me to look like shawarma <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh girl you're killing me <laughs> i can't remember what i was saying um um oh my god that's turning me off <laughs> um, oh you're talking about the march mm, yeah so i went to this march a few weeks ago and i was seeing even even myself i have assumptions i have assumptions about white people a lot of the time and that is something that probably needs to kind of I need to kind of do work on um but I have assumptions that white people aren't as kind of informed about race issues and seeing all these white people at the protests was so powerful for me and you know obviously you see the activism online but it's it's different And I think that really shifted the way um, the way I perceive kind of the way people in a good way, each other. Yeah, of course, of course. Because for me, it's always been like a case of, oh, you need to explain yourself or you need to explain race issues. So now that people are really informing themselves, especially now, it's really important to do anyway. But now that people are informing themselves and independently educating themselves on these issues it's um it's powerful to see it's really it's really powerful to see yeah I agree. it's you know when you go to a protest uh, 
um, whatever the protest is, um, mm. especially when it's for a good cause, obviously, you just feel alive, I guess, and you feel like other people are actually fighting for your cause or a cause you mm. are for. Um, so, yes, I think it's a really nice feeling. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, assumptions, like, in so many ways inform the the way people see you especially when you don't look like them um and and stereotypes and prejudice and all of those things kind of influence what people think of you as well i i, I, I feel mean, like obviously sorry to catch i just feel like it's when you don't look like them but in both in both like cases so like when you don't mm. look like them in turkey when you don't look like them in England, when you don't look like them in Morocco, you know, at the end of the day, like, yeah. we have so many cultures and we cannot, you know, be part of just one, if that makes mm. sense. Uh, I think that that's why maybe it was hard for us when we were, mm. you know, at the beginning of our uni, like, now it's fine. But, <laughs> um, yeah. But it's interesting yeah. as well, because, like, I don't know if you experience this, but when I go to um, either Turkey or Jamaica, like the people the people that I live there like the um the kind of the non non like foreigners they know who's a foreigner they could pick them out in a crowd you know and it's even if you look the same and you know it's still like it's it's really interesting because they still see the difference and they don't go well yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I don't know if you experienced that. And they still see you as a foreigner, even though you are from Turkey or from Jamaica. Mm. Uh, mm. I know what you mean. Yes, yes. But and again, I agree it's all appearance. Exactly. As we said mm. earlier, it's literally just based on appearance. So it's really, really sad. Um, but I think it will change. I feel like it will change with, you know, projects yeah. like Roots, projects like uh, you know, colors of change, uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm. Yeah. Do you, so do you think the kind of next generation will be more aware of, of these kind of experiences and struggles and also like realities of, um, you know, non-white people? I think the next generation is definitely already more aware than us. Uh, mm. I feel like they're more aware. Yeah, like I, I'm not like yeah. not ten years old, but my sister's generation, for example, she's eighteen. Uh, yeah, I would say like, you know, when she talks to me about you know whatever it is, I just feel like they're yeah. more open. They're very aware about what is happening. I'm just I'm not just talking about BLM. I'm talking about any yeah, other yeah. movement, you know, even you know, feminism, for example. Um, so I'm really happy that this type of project exists. Like, seriously, it's mm. it's life-changing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Yara yeah, just open up for which allows people to change their mind and become more aware. Yes, and that's why Definitely. it's good to start now, because we are targeting, you know, mm -hmm. young people. And as we said, the next generation, basically. Yeah. I mean, in in one of the recent posts, I've kind of talked about how 
activism doesn't have to be posting and reposting it doesn't have to be going to protests sometimes the Mm -hmm. most powerful thing that you can do is to read and and speak to people and educate yourself about experiences that you may not have yourself or experiences and realities that you may not be aware of you know um and I think when it comes to ignorance and prejudice educating yourself and exposing yourself to other people's cultures and experiences is the first step you know so um if you don't mind me asking do you think it's better to well it's better to act or talk in terms of what you just said so is it better to actually act Um, and you know go and maybe ask questions or just you know share and raising awareness in that sense or both honestly I think it's it's completely personal it's completely like um it, it it just depends it just depends on on what is suited for you but as long as you're doing something and and taking part in some kind of like yeah it is personal it does depend but you need to kind of it starts with educating yourself and it starts with having uncomfortable conversations but in in context in the context of black lives matter it's at the end of the day this is uh, this isn't just a black issue this is a human rights issue that is upheld by white people so the priority for black lives matter is the action of white people and the you know them educating themselves in many ways and i think it it just depends it, it really just depends it on, yes on everyone as you said yeah yara has actually said she said there's so many different avenues to lobby for change and it always starts with yourself and checking your own bias and she's also just said vote read discuss with people educate yourself protest write to mps government authorities join local political parties human rights groups volunteer organizations set up direct debits set charities and organizations there's so many ways to get involved there you go there you go um it's hard, oh, yeah. it's hard to summarize in, in the <laughs> I mean, we have seen so many Quickly, But that's a that. great summary. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah um, definitely. I mean, that's where you start, though. That's that's a start. And I think... Um, I, I think you can't expect someone to be aware of everything and act on everything. It's literally mm. impossible. I think as long as someone is trying... You know, it's better mm-hmm. than staying silent, but you cannot expect someone to basically do everything Yara just said. <laughs> Vote, read. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's about doing yeah. one or two of those things. Or exactly. As many as you can do. Exactly. Definitely. But, Definitely. But like, you shouldn't feel like bad or, you know, Mm-mm. you shouldn't feel guilty if well, you're only doing what... I mean, it depends who you are. It I'm depends. Saying, it depends. Because... <laughs> it depends who you- I'm not saying yeah that. some people if you can afford to be kind of, of silent course, yes. and complicit in this issue then you're already at a you already have enormous privilege you know 
so you need to really kind of check yourself and and you know make sure that I don't know I just when it comes to Black Lives Matter I just think there's no excuse like you you don't have to be vocal you don't have to post but you need to do something you need to be contributing to the cause somehow even if that's having one or two conversations with family members you know you need to do something I just think that if you're if you're not doing anything when all this is going on it it says a lot it's i know um, writing to the mps it takes what five minutes literally i mean or, yeah if you're doing your own you know, email but there's not, so many yeah, templates it's not hard. i agree with yeah. you it's not hard at all yeah. uh but then there is a difference between you know knowing and acting so maybe mm. you, you might know oh i should do that and i should you know start you know i don't know doing some volunteering yes mm. you know it but you sh- you have to do it you know and i yeah, think that's no, the main exactly. thing we, we have like a like we have a gap between what we know and what we are actually doing mm. and i'm talking i'm talking in general like just mm. uh, just you know in general like we we know all, all we have to do but we are always waiting for something to happen before acting and that's why like i'm scared in yeah. that sense um yeah no and I think it's like now more than ever you need to kind of get involved in the cause yes and I Mm -hmm. hope that one day well I don't know when but I hope that one day you know with the roots we might have an occasion you know to you know do some volunteering I don't know maybe like yeah of course of course so maybe definitely I think it'll be, yeah, these conversations need to be had as well. So we're definitely, we've got articles and the kind of interviews that are, that are ongoing at the minute to, to address these kind of um, concerns. And I think we've kind of touched on English culture a few times, but I think that there's an assumption that this is also an American issue and there's an assumption that it's not as bad in the UK or it doesn't exist in the UK and I think I mean the protest protests that we saw on on Saturday say a lot you know yeah. the UK um, is not innocent as we read several not times not at all not even remotely innocent and um yeah people need to be more aware of that and we'll be working to create content around that as well yes but yeah yes. we only have a few minutes left i don't know how many people are left on here but if you guys have any questions yes do have or, any questions um, thoughts, or... yes please do just let us know and also you can go check the instagram page and there is the link of the uh, yeah. actual blog as well yeah so the website's being updated and it's being updated kind of on a a much more regular basis so do check it out and let us know if you have any thoughts Um, or anything i don't know yes yeah any other questions we'll just wait and yeah (laughs) we'll be up to you for the rest of the day
uh, I think I'm going to the park with my sister. Oh, nice. <laughs> and that's nice. Um, yeah, just... And the day's crazy. over. It's early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Lena's in Toronto. You're not in... T- where yeah, are you? Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. So it's still early Lena's in here. Canada. <laughs> what time is uh, it there? Uh, now it is almost one o'clock. Okay, wow. So... But just before yeah. we finish, I just wanted to say thank you so much, you know, for yeah. talking about thank you and raising awareness about you know all this and talking about it and yeah, it's, it's no, really thank nice. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your story because it's Welcome. it's not always easy to to talk about and it's not always um, kind of like normal or tradition to talk about this openly. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, and thank you as well for sharing, you know, some personal, you know, stories <laughs> from your childhood. <laughs> so. Awesome. All right. I don't think there's any questions, so. Awesome. Yeah. Thank, thank you. So Thanks much. everyone that tuned in. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.